go ahead and start. Normally, Jason Harris would kick things off, but he is not here today, so he just asked me to go ahead and get going. And my name is Aaron Wren. I'm a member here at Central. Um, one of my projects that I have is a monthly newsletter targeted at Christian men called The Masculinist. Obviously, it is about the intersection of Christianity and masculinity. And this is actually the second of two lectures that I'm giving uh, here uh, as part of the Vocari series this fall. And I talked a lot about my, my motivations for starting that newsletter in the previous talk, so I'm not going to um, you know, restate that here. It's online if you want to listen to it. For those of you who did hear my previous lecture, this is going to take that, that talk about the neoliberalization of dating and marriage and put it into a much bigger context of changes of society. But if you were not here for that, don't worry. This is a completely standalone lecture. Um, today, I'm going to examine one of the best known and most impactful transformation in, in modern culture that has really been least grappled with by the church. And it's really two shifts. The first was a shift from a pre-industrial to an industrial society. And the second is the shift from an industrial society to a post-industrial society. Now, my descriptions of these are going to be drawn almost entirely from other people. This is not original research. This is stuff that's pretty well known for the most part. It's just not talked about all that much in church. And note that I talk about changes in society here, not just changes in the economy or methods of production. And that's because, for whatever reason, changes in the economy were very tightly bound up with changes in basically every other dimensions of the culture. So I want to review um, some of those. Now, the vast majority of civilized human history was pre-industrial. The Industrial Revolution uh, started in England in the 18th century. It really got underway in force in the United States around 1830. Most of the rest of the world started industrializing much, much later. In fact, there are still parts of the world today that operate on a largely pre-industrial basis. The transition to an industrial society took a very long time. It really didn't finish in the United States until around 1950. And then, starting around 1965, we started another transition into post-industrial uh, society that has ongoing now. Only a few places in America, like Manhattan, predominantly operate according to a post-industrial paradigm today, but it's clearly expanding, expanding in, into more areas. So what I'm going to do, uh, I didn't bring any slides today, but I'm going to put up some of what I'm talking about in a chart on the board uh, to summarize it. So at various points, um, I will, uh, I'll stop to write. Can you not see that? Let me try this one. Pre-industrial, industrial, and then I'll call it post-industrial. And I'll just put the years, years. Pre eight. This is the U.S. years. Pre eighteen. Um, Pre-1830, dead by 1950, this would be 
1930 to 1950 is its sort of year in the sun, and it's declining. And this is, you know, oh, excuse me, 1965. And then this is uh, 1965 to, you know, to the present day, and it's growing. As I describe these changes, now keep in mind that everything in the Bible is written in the context of a pre-industrial society, a pre-industrial society. Now the signature attribute of the pre-industrial society is that it was based on household production. Think about Abraham and his large flocks, for example. And as with Abraham, the overwhelming majority of people were engaged in some form of agricultural production. There were other trades to be sure, maybe metalsmithing, for example. Uh, Jesus' father, Joseph, was a carpenter. He was probably trained as a carpenter. But almost everybody worked in some form of food production. Some of the disciples, for example, had a fishing business. And these societies you know, could be radically different from each other. You know, Patriarchal Canaan is very different from the New Testament Levant. But they had in common that they were based on household production. Now, in the US context, the best example of this is the, the homestead farm. And Columbia professor Ann du 